All right, everybody, welcome back after a nice extended holiday break here to the Fresh Takes Podcast with Russo and Police. I am Paul Russo. Across from me, as always, he didn't go anywhere over the holidays. Man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, how are you doing today? Good, Paul. But why <laughs> does your name come first? I, I this is like the 80th episode. Why does your name come first? I feel like that's something you should not be asking me. Russo and Felice. Felice and Russo. Chime in. What do you think it should be? I feel like we got a Lemu, Emu, and Doug thing going on right now. Yes. Doug <laughs> needs more love. This is... I, I don't know where to go with this. This I, is 2020, Paul. I feel awkward. <laughs> this is the fresh takes with Russo. I'm not going to lie. This is blindsided me in a way I did not anticipate. And Felice Podcasts. Also, can you put the cap on your water bottle? Oh, <laughs> so your name comes first and you get to tell me what to do, huh? I mean, I, I, I feel more comfortable if it was on. We had your brother booked today. Yeah, we did. Canceled at the last minute. Had basketball i wouldn't say it was last minute i feel like he teed himself up to not come on here we are paul 2020 yeah. no guess no guess but a plethora of topics to get to today and it did not go up as i anticipated there we go uh so obviously playoffs they're here we'll discuss what happened uh we have a new baseball scandal going on we'll discuss a little bit of that uh, Notre Dame and Cuse, we'll talk about that. Big day for Nick. We'll, uh, we will discuss that. You don't want to talk about Redskins-Giants? No. We'll discuss what happened with Nick at the Cuse game. We'll dis- obviously preview the college football playoff championship between Clemson and LSU. And uh, we'll discuss some high school hoops as me and Nick have called our first game. A lot of, got, our lives have changed. Since got last a, couple, saw us. a couple more couple more on deck for us. And uh, we'll also let you know where... Fairly, one will be the rest of the week with that. So, uh, without further ado so, there, anything before we get little, into the big topics? A little odd that we're talking college football championship fourth in the show, but... Well, I, I kind of want to put it closer to the end because, you know, it, 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 the game's not until next Monday night. Um, it's a little premature, we're talking about it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I when you brief whatever for the listeners and viewers uh when you when you have to figure out the best way to put things in you i do my best to try and go chronologically in a way yeah, a lot you, of times you don't have to explain yeah yourself. sometimes it doesn't work out well sometimes it does but but paul just before, so we tell the viewers you won the nfl picking that is true you went I did. 13 and 3 again the final week <laughs> why don't you just look at these picks and just go with it yeah you, I, I wish i would go with myself more often when i you uh Got when real, I put my bets in, but real quick, you were one thirty three and seventy seven. Yep, that's pretty damn good. Okay, apparently. I finished one hundred six one hundred four. Mm-hmm. You did get those bonus three points picking the Giants over the Redskins. Was right. Uh-huh. Congratulations, Paul. Thank you. We did not bet anything on this, but there's the viewers. They know. We do know. We know that I am superior, despite what my uh, bottom line on the gambling says. So, how'd you do this weekend? Thumbs down. You didn't see that Patriots loss coming. I kind of predicted it in a way. <laughs> we were very excited. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but that's that a transition happened. into it. Yeah, because uh, Wild Card Weekend lived up to the Wild Card name. Um, 
All right, obviously, let's go with the most obvious one first. The Patriots getting bounced 14-13. to They lost to the Titans Saturday night. Um, big congrats to winning quarterback Ryan Tannehill, who threw for 72 whopping yards and had a better quarterback rating than Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, but I think the main bell cow for the Titans definitely was Derrick Henry. Uh, he rushed for 182 yards, one touchdown, but uh, I think he thrusted himself into being a top five fantasy pick for next year, for sure with that game. Uh, the man cannot be stopped. Uh, it is, it's an interesting matchup coming up for them, but not to get too far ahead, obviously. Uh, the Patriots, I think it's finally here, but... Lack of a wider, lack of a true wide receiver, number one wide receiver caught up, and I think lack of having a bell cow running back caught up to him in a way. Um, the defense kept them in the game, obviously, hung their head on that all year. For, I mean, for the most part, kept them in it unless Derrick Henry was really running the ball. But they only put up two touchdowns. It was fourteen. Well, yeah, four, fourteen and thirteen. I forgot about the pick six at the end. Um, which, by the way, is really phenomenal if you haven't seen it queued up with Celine Dion and Titanic music. <laughs> oh, so great. They do that all the time. <laughs> it's always good, no matter what it is. But relish, I'm just relishing in that for a moment. <laughs> I didn't see, get to see that, but it's usually pretty good. With the the Celine, oh, the I Celine thought, Dion. I thought you were going to continue on. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Patriots couldn't really get anything going. And um, this might be the end for Tom in, in New England. It might not. It might be the end period for Tom. Uh, but that remains to be seen. Uh, but we did watch that game together. It was a fantastic moment. Um, we all had the same emotion, I feel like. Everybody did, unless you like the Patriots. Yeah. But. The Patriots are like the Cowboys. Yeah. You either hate them or you love them. And we were pretty excited. You know, it's odd that they were even playing in the wild card game. Now there's only one team since 2009 that hasn't played in the wild card game. Browns. Yep. Really? Yep. That's usually most of the teams, but the Patriots are done. Tom Brady area. <laughs> area. Era could be done. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't look into it i don't know what tom's thinking don't care what robert Kraft ever thinks um and uh i really don't care i mean they could take him who who wants tom brady right now though he's not very good he really isn't we've seen it the last two years he's kind of faded down and drew Brees, he's kept it the same we'll talk about drew in a little bit here but patriots are done titans are a threat if they can get by the Ravens, the Titans are going to the Super Bowl, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. You heard it from me. Excuse me? The Tennessee Titans, if they win this game against the Ravens, they are winning the Super Bowl. Hands down, because the four teams in the NFC are not going to win. They're really good teams. I don't see any of those four teams winning the Super Bowl. Titans are winning the Super Bowl if they can get past this game. If they don't, Ravens win the Super Bowl. You heard it right there, Paul. Titans, Ravens, Sun Saturday night is the Super Bowl. Okay. 
Titans at the Ravens. Super Bowl. What are we on now? <laughs> Super Bowl 55. 50s. Let's see. Junior, my junior year was 50. Senior. How many years out of school have I been? <laughs> uh, I think it's 54. Super Bowl 54 is this Saturday night. Titans, Ravens. There it is. Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Super Bowl 54. Paul. Anyway, let's move on to another game. The Bills lost a definite heartbreaker, safe to say. Um, you know, I one, I don't understand why people are calling for the offensive coordinator's head. Last time I checked, he was the offensive coordinator, not the defensive coordinator. Who blew that game for you? <laughs> but um, sixteen nothing. Yeah. It will haunt the Bills fans for at least another year. But a couple things. One, the obvious start of everything, I guess you could say, melting down. I would have been fine with the reversal on the touchdown to start the second half on the supposed fair catch. I didn't get to see that. If the refs, the actual on-field crew, made the decision on their own. I have the problem with the crew that's off the field coming in and assisting in that when that's not really their job. Secondly, that is not a illegal blindside block that happened. No. <laughs> it is no, not. No, I did see that. That is. Lastly, Josh Allen was not thinking at all on some of those plays. No. Now, the lateral thing I obviously have a huge problem with the one pass, I think it was the Duke Williams that he completed. Loved it. I mean, that's what you got to do when in that situation. But uh, you move on. The Bills are situated nicely for the future. It was just a tough loss. Um, they got a lot of cap space this offseason. Obviously, Texan, Texans moving on. Have an interesting matchup with the Chiefs. Uh, we'll dive a little bit into that more when we make our predictions for the weekend. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, Texas, Texans got some help, but the same token, they, they won the game when it needed, when it, when it mattered most. Um, I don't know where the ASC playoffs looks yeah, tough. Yeah, I mean, can't, Bills can't blame the kicker on this one, you know what I mean? So no, he, <laughs> the, You should blame the coach. There was a chance they had a chance at a field goal. They didn't go for. It. I was like, read, I was watching the game on my phone on the way home from the Syracuse, that the Notre Dame game. Uh, um, but uh, the goal that you just said. <laughs> um, I was watching it. On, well, Matt, my brother, was watching it on his phone, so I was watching it. And uh, I don't know. It was like they had a fifty-yard attempt, right? And they decided to go for it. They lost like nineteen yards mm-hmm. on the play somehow, and. Uh, they were lucky enough to get the ball back to get that field goal to tie the game to get to overtime to eventually lose. Did they have the ball in overtime? The Bills? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, the Bills, Bills had their chances. They also just blew a 16-0 lead. They they, uh, they choked. and uh, Boy, that went up the board over here. <laughs> and they choked the ball and... You just got to you guys deal with it. Luckily, like three hours later, their night got a little better when the Patriots got eliminated. But 
if you're a Bills fan, you're disappointed. It's been since the 90s, since they won a playoff game. 99, I think. Been a long, long time, Bills fans. And it's really tough when you got a Giants team. <laughs> I'm going to throw the Giants in there. Um, when you got a Giants team, it's just been so much more successful in the last two decades than a Bills and a Jets team. Just saying. But, uh, yeah, you know, Bills, I'm just rambling on here. Uh, Bills got a bright future, got a hell of a coach. Josh Allen's the real deal. They just need some help receiver-wise. They got a lot of cash space. Let's see. See, Paul. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they do. For sure. And then I ran out of some space, obviously. Tom with, Brady's leaving here soon. Yeah. Ran out of space with the other games a little bit. I think the biggest, obviously, uh, news headline from the Seahawks-Eagles game was the Jadavion Clowney hit on Carson Wentz. Um, a lot of people calling it a cheap hit. Dirty. I agree it's dirty. I don't know if it was fully a cheap hit. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't really care if that puts me out on an island in a way, but I, I agree, obviously, with the lowering. And kind of throwing himself into it, but at the same token, I don't know if he anticipated once his head being right there. <laughs> so it, it's a tough deal. Um, you you do hate to see it, obviously, if you're Philly. Um, don't understand the people mi- trying to make the connections between his leg injuries and the concussion deal, uh, but whatever. Uh, Seattle moves on to face Green Bay next week. Uh, any fast take on the clowny hit in the game as a whole? Ah, uh, the clowny hit. Yeah, it was a little dirty, but he just. I think the league's getting soft. He's just trying to tackle him, and it just so happened that his head to head. He didn't mean. I don't think there was any intent of knocking Carson Wentz out of the game. Uh, I'm sure he felt bad. You don't want to do that to the other team's quarterback, but. They got the win. They move on. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins finally gets his mm-hmm. first big win of his career. I'm happy for Kirk. That's the good news. The bad news, he's going to have to do it three more times to go down in history as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, yeah, happy for Kirk. Kirk's a good guy. That was a really tough game because you got some two of the nicest mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the game, Drew Kirk. Brees and Kirk Cousins going Kirk. at each other. You like that? You like that? <laughs> It's you Vike that now. You Vike that. And, All right. Uh, Spe- oh, oh, continue. Yeah, and uh, I think we got we got a hell of a quarterfinals here. Yeah, the technical divisional round will give you a special edition of picks for the playoffs. Yes. Only four games, so I don't think Nick wants to keep track of that. But uh. I think I could do that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first game we got two Saturday games, two Sunday games. Uh, first of which. The Vikings are at the 49ers Saturday, obviously, 4.30 kickoff. Love Kirk. I'm just telling you. See, this game is like the Vikings-Saints game. I had no idea what was going to happen. But uh, I have no idea what is going to happen here, Paul. I have zero idea what could happen in this Niners-Vikings game. I could see Kirk Cousins doing it again. Because we got an inexperienced, playoff inexperienced Jimmy Garoppolo in his first game. I like to think the Niners are going to win the game on their defense. But 
Vikings could show up. I got the Niners in this game. I'm going the opposite. Really? I'm going the Vikings, riding the momentum. Why? Um, so, yeah, I, it's the Vikings team when Dalvin Cook had a really great game. Um, yeah, Kirk being able to air the ball out a little bit. Good to see Thielen had a great game, great catch. And in a weird way, the Vikings team has been there before, and this 49ers team hasn't. Is so that true? It's my reasoning behind I'm that. only going with the Niners because they got the better defense. The nightcap, 8-15 kickoff, Titans at the Ravens. Super Bowl 54, Paul. Super Bowl. This is the game of the year. The Titans are for real. The Ravens are the team to beat. This is this is the Super Bowl. This is the game. The winner of this game wins the Super Bowl. Record this. It is being recorded. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the winner of this game wins the Super Bowl, and it's going to be the Ravens. It's going to be a hell of a game. Lamar Jackson's balling out. They got the best kicker in the league, Joe Flacco. Uh, there it is, Joe Flacco. Why did you say kicker, Joe Flacco? <laughs> Remember, you know, earlier podcast. Come on, oh, yeah. don't you don't you want the reruns of the show? No. <laughs> Come on, it's a joke. You know, I love them. <laughs> um. Yeah, I got the Ravens in this game. I'm going Ravens, but it's going to be a sub six point game. It's going to be a close one. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't think the winner of that game wins the Super Bowl. Um, I'll get to that, obviously. With this game, the first game on Sunday, 3 o'clock kickoff, Texans at Chiefs. Um, I think this is where you're probably going to find your AFC, at least, champion. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I think uh, this is kind of the path the Chiefs want because now they have a – it's a better shot. It's a better path. Uh, I, I think if they somehow get, especially against Baltimore, the Chiefs' defense rises to the occasion. Uh, now, statistically, they were middle of the pack this year. However, the final uh, quarter of the season, final four games, they were a top-five defense. So they rise when it matters, so I'm going with the Chiefs. You got two quarterbacks here. People forget how good Pat Mahomes is. I I think I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I think people forget how good Deshaun Watson is. <laughs> yes, they both do, and they both are out to prove something this week. Both these quarterbacks need a big key win to their resume, and this is a huge game. A lot of people think the Chiefs. A lot of people riding the Chiefs. I'm not. I like. That J.J. Watt is back playing some good football right now. I think we're still waiting on that DeAndre Hopkins game, Paul. Mm-hmm. I think the Houston Texans go into Kansas City and win this game. It's a 1 o'clock game. It's a noon. No, that's right. It's a 3 o'clock game. Yes. That's right. They moved it because of Kansas City. So it's a 2 o'clock game. Still early. I got the Houston Texans winning this game. 
J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson makes his big name in the NFL this week. All right, and then the last game, the uh, other NFC game, 640 kickoff, Seahawks at the Packers. I'm going to go Seahawks, I'm going to go big. Okay, because you're not a Packers guy. No, but the Packers team is not that good. They are, okay, I know what people are going to say, but Paul, they finished, what, 13-3? and Yeah, but Rodgers wasn't lighting the world on fire this year. Devontae Adams? Not a number one. Still? No. Aaron Jones? Eh. Probably a top ten running back. I'll give him that. Um, when he's healthy. So my brother told me this stat today. The Seahawks have not won in Green Bay since 1999. What a better time than now. 0-8 during the stretch. I like to think the Seahawks are going to win this game. This is a tough game for me. I think Green Bay is going to win this game because they're home. But I will be rooting for Seattle. I'll leave it at that. Not an Aaron Rodgers guy, uh, but I am an Aaron Jones guy. Uh, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. You think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. I don't think the Seahawks blow out very many teams. but And they play a lot of one-score games. We'll see. We'll see, Paul. Going to be a hell of a quarterfinals. The divisional round. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for Super Bowl 54 Saturday night. I'll be rooting for the Titans. Let's move on to our next topic. <laughs> All right. So, the Boston Red Sox today, bombshell, got accused of sign stealing in 2018 during their championship winning season. Um, so, I guess the obvious one is what makes this one so different if you haven't seen anything about it yet? Well, this one breaks a very uh, prominent and big MLB rule, the fact that they were using the video replay system to steal the signs. Now, I will preface this part with this. The Astros did it differently, and what the way it sounds, the MLB will be announcing within two weeks what the Astros' punishment is. Whatever that punishment is will base the precedent moving forward. However, we have a team that was warned the year warned and fined the year before uh, with the Yankees about using Apple watches and Fitbits to steal signs. Who were in the Red Sox had been told already because of the gray area with the video replay and uh, the later part of 2017 not to do it, and then the MLB made a ground stand rule about it. I'm not too sure if this punishment's going to vary. Which one's worse in your opinion? I don't like the fact that technology was used in either um, because of my own back personal stuff with it, only because I was effectively the gopher of finding signs when we played. So the Astros were using played, the guy in center field, right? They were they were using camera uh, yeah. camera system. You know, it I I almost rather have the the way the Astros did it than using stuff that 
you've already been told not to do, <laughs> obviously. But I, I don't like either. At least, I, I guess, in a way, the Astros weren't doing something the MLB told them not to do already. <laughs> so, and I've I've seen um, the re, a replay center before, um, and it's a very not to say it's kind of like a glorified computer lab, but I mean you got some monitors, obviously. It's um, a computer lab. It, yeah, but I'm I'm trying to give people a little bit, and, I, and it varies in a degree based on each team, the way they like it set up and everything like that. I at the time, and they, they might have changed. It's been four years, well, going on four years since I saw it uh, at Progressive Field in Cleveland. Um, so it like I said, it it. Each team different varies, and I'm sure in the past four years it's changed at Cleveland where I saw it. But uh, the rules list is very prominently placed in these places about what you can and can't do. Um, both home center and the vis- and the away um, the away teams replay center at the stadium as well. So. Like I said, that's what the LMB is looking at, and that's where I have a problem with it as well. Um, not too sure, obviously, what because because it's different. It's different areas, and I think uh, if if the Red Sox were doing what the Astros were doing, you're probably going to see once they conclude their investigation, if it if it turns out to be the same as the Astros, where they're found guilty, you probably see whatever the Astros got be the same for the Red Sox. I don't know if that's going to be fully the case since it's kind of different. Um, key part in this, too, I saw some Red Sox fans tweet about this. I get it, but you have to really read the article. The reason why the Yankees were named in the article is because of the Fitbit and Apple Watch situation that occurred in 2017 where this all starts for the Red Sox. Um, and obviously, like Trevor Poof tweeted, or not Trevor Poof, I think Will Middlebrooks tweeted it, and he's right, I'm sure, to a degree, but I think he's wrong to a degree. You can probably go anywhere in the 30 major league clubhouses, and I'm sure you can probably go into any one of the plethora of minor league clubhouses in certain situations and find, you know, a system that is set up for sign stealing. I mean, I, I think we'd be dumb at this point as baseball fans not to whatever with it. But, you know, like for, for us when we played Nick, and I'm not too sure how much you really remember, but I think we changed it. But I think if, you know, one of our coaches said like our name, it was like a fastball or our number was off speed, you know. And I think for the most part, that's probably what it still is if you're doing it in the non-technology way. Um, so I'll ask you, uh, as a fan of a team that has never had this type of accusation dropped against them, <laughs> um, and what you do know, obviously, about the Astros so far, what do you think the Red Sox are in for? Uh, I think they're in for the same thing. In the end of all things, they both cheated. Yeah. And these are two World Series champions. Well, that's also the key thing. Alex Cora was the bench coach on the 17 Astros team, which is where this is the, kind of the center of all the Astros stuff. Mm, so you think it's Alex Cora? 
I'm not outright saying it's Korra, but obviously he knew about the Astros stuff going on, so. And when he got the Red Sox, sorry, he had the culture anyway at the Fitbit and Apple Watches. So. And his brother is the Pirates' third base coach. Joey Cora. If we get caught next. It might be a Cora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, they're both cheating. It's not good for the sport <clears throat> to see no. the two champions. Especially the high that the sport is on right now when you yeah. think about it. To see them cheating like this. Um, it's pretty obvious. If you get caught with this, you're you're guilty. And uh, it sucks. But uh, not too big fans of the team, so I don't really. I mean, it's good. That's, that's your fault. Uh, so don't pity you too much. But uh, <laughs> yeah, not good. Ball. Not good. Yeah, it'll be interesting, obviously, with – and we'll obviously be discussing baseball stuff again here in the near future. I mean, obviously, no alone with pitchers and catchers reporting in pretty much a month. Hall of Fame. But uh, Hall of Fame stuff coming up in a couple of weeks. The Astros stuff is due to come out within the next couple of weeks per reports. Uh, and obviously, the MLB is already investigating this deal. Um, Garrett Cole's kid will be born. In June. <laughs> <laughs> we will be there live on the scene. Nick will be there. Uh, Nick will be live. I'm with Amy. Nick will be live tweeting at first, and then once the actual stuff happens, he will be live streaming. DJ Khaled style. God, that's the reason why I unfollowed him. Anyway, let's get on to a happier subject. I unfollowed because it's annoying. <laughs> let's move on to a happier subject, at least for you, for sure. Me to a degree because of the awesomeness of what it was. But uh, we'll, we'll, let's get into the game portion of it first, even though the the title of it's going to give it away. But Nordheim in Syracuse, that second half was a really fun half of basketball to watch. Um, it really was a marathon game. Um, I forgot the K in your name, Nick. Forgive me. <laughs> but uh, you and Matt made your national TV debuts. Whether yes. you knew it or not, at the t- well, I, you ended up knowing about it, but whether you knew it at an exact moment or not, you end up making a national TV debut. Yeah, let me see if I got it here. While you pull it up, I'll discuss the game, uh, specifically the second half, because, uh, like I said, it was a fun game. Uh, Jim Beheim, kind of, as I called him, leased the freshman out. Um, Joe Girard and Quincy uh, kind of took over a little bit. Buddy also shot really well. But Joe Girard had himself a game in that second half. It was fun to watch. Um what was the Notre Dame player, Nick, that stepped over him and then him and Gerard had the final five minutes of pretty much out shooting each other? Um, was it Hib- Hibs or something uh, like Preston's that? Preston's Hub. Hubs. Yeah, Hub. Hub? Hub. Yeah. But, uh, Sophomore. Yeah, so that was a fun game to, fun game to watch. Oh, it was back and forth. Q- yeah, Cuse, <laughs> um, obviously, I think, on paper, uh, by the way, congrats to John Mooney for uh, making it a decade on the Notre Dame roster that's you know, fantastic. He's, it's his second <laughs> year actually getting minutes. <laughs> but uh, at least on paper, obviously Notre Dame, we kind of knew was in a some not a <laughs> you can't rebuild in college, but you know this year wasn't exactly OB whatever. And a Q's team is kind of uh, to a degree let down a little bit and everything considered. But uh, those two programs, I think, put themselves out in the national spotlight. And we're showing it, hey, you probably don't want to cross either of us down the stretch here in conference play. No, these are two teams that are supposed to be the middle of the pack of the ACC this season. 
Syracuse is down in the middle because mm-hmm. of how young they are. Notre Dame got some veterans on the team. I'm expecting a decent year out of the team. Hopefully, make the tournament. But uh, do you have the picture? Ready? Yes, here's the picture. I actually have a story after I show this picture. But mm-hmm. so that is the game. There we are. That's me. Now, to preface it for you guys, how I noticed it was because ESPN was really entranced by the guy in the white shirt. He had his hands up in the air. Poor Uh, guy. He doesn't even know he's on our podcast. No, no, he doesn't. Neither do some of the surrounding people, like a guy with that can. But obviously, I think this was was right after the technical foul deal and uh, everything like that with the hub. So well, yeah, actually, funny story. See that guy in the middle between me and my brother. So yeah, you were telling me I didn't know that was him though. So yeah. So actually, you know the girl, the blonde right next to my brother. Yeah. Matt's college friend's girlfriend actually knows that girl. Okay. But the guy who's a Notre Dame fan is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Turns out he was like my cousin's best friend. Went to Alfred University with her, and uh, that was pretty weird. It's small, a small world. Small world for <laughs> sure. And he knows my uncle is crazy. This guy had would be my second cousin, my cousin's kid, on his phone. So it was nuts. But he's a Notre Dame fan, cool dude. Brian Howard, early shout out. Um, yeah, was a good guy. He talked the whole game. Um, shout out my friend Zach Briggs, who was in National Guard, got to sit right next to us. That was cool. Him and his buddy. Uh, Anyway, the game itself was back and forth. So I got these tickets from my mom for Christmas. And uh, if it was actually my money who bought those tickets, that was money well spent. That was, I mean, I was really happy because Notre Dame won the game as a Notre Dame fan. My brother was a Syracuse fan. Obviously, you're upset they lost the game. It's a tough one to swallow. I mean, they were both 15 for 31 yeah. from shooting three. They made, they think, the same amount of field goals. It was literally whoever had the most, whoever was leading with when time ran out and it happened to beat Notre Dame. And uh, it was a great game. It was a really great game to watch. Um, I was happy we came out with the win. Elijah Hughes tweeted for Syracuse, said, Love the energy. Excited for this game on Tuesday. Are they winning, Paul, right now? Uh, let me check for you. You know, I think there's the ACC's down this year. So these two teams are not out of it, even though they're both 1-2 and two in the conference as we speak. Yeesh, it's 51-44 uh, VTAC right now. 8.30 to go in the second half. Syracuse just young. They're young. you got to figure it out in a couple years when Bayheim's running the team. I mean, he's basically running the team now other than Hughes. Joe uh, Girard. Joe Girard. He, he had a deep three, I saw. Uh, he's young. You know, they're young. They're going to figure it out in a few years. You just got it. As a Syracuse fan, you just have to swallow this season because it's going to be bad. What could potentially be good because how weak the ACC is. You can't give up on this season. But be prepared if it is a down year. Um, and North Carolina fans, you need to, you guys need to start sweating a little bit because they're terrible. <laughs> they lose Cole Anthony, they lose a couple other guys. They're terrible. They're going to be down there with us, middle of the pack. They're not the top dog anymore. I think it's going to be a fun year. 
as a Notre Dame fan, I'm excited, but also don't know what to expect. That was a great game. The Dome's always a great time. Definitely recommend if you haven't been. <laughs> if you haven't been. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes. It's a great, great venue. Except the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. We don't take it for granted for uh, that we have like one of the best college basketball mm. venues right here. Dan Dockage said it's a top three spot for him. We did see him. We saw Julie Beheim walk right across. I'm disappointed didn't see my guy Jason Benetti, but whatever. Yep. He's a good dude. I do like sitting – that was my first time sitting on the pull-out bleachers. Mm, really? Yes. Oh, that's right. You did say that, yeah. Yeah, first time. Really? I, that is somewhat hard to believe, but – Well, we usually don't pay for tickets. We just get them. Well, yeah. It's the same seats. Yeah. But either much. way, I mean – But I do like using those bathrooms at halftime on the football yeah. side of the field. They are empty. Get right in. Right out. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. Plus, an underrated part of that is a lot of people don't realize, like, you have to have, like, a ticket to actually get in that aisle way, you know, to mm-hmm. going length of the court-wise. Yep. And, and so, yeah, like, you, have to have there's just, you don't have to worry about this unnecessary people being there. Mm-hmm. That's just, true. That's right. You can't walk through yeah. there unless you have a ticket. Yeah, I've, sat over the, I've sat over there a couple times, and it's fantastic each time. Yeah. It really do feel like you're right there. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. It's just how the renovations look. By the way, I haven't been up there since uh, the final, the uh, final football game at the end of November. It's been about a month, over a month for me. So, how, what do the renovations look like? What is it supposed to be? It looks insane, to be honest with me. So for you, you just didn't notice. Really. I didn't notice anything really. <laughs> but uh, you notice the cranes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, outside the dome. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it really anything inside yet. No, but. no. It's it's a. It's a good time, you know. I definitely got booed. I can't imagine. I'm a pretty loud fan, <laughs> especially when I have a few. You do turn me. into a loud fan, uh, and especially I have a few in me. Especially that's my team out there. I'm pretty loud. I, I get booed. I got booed out of the stadium, but uh, not to give too much away about Nick, but I'm fairly certain he got into former major league pitcher Jumbo Diaz's head one game. Yes. While he was in AAA. So. The 20 of us that were left at that game. <laughs> All about 50 He definitely hurt me. He sucked. Right. Jumbo sucked. But, uh, yeah, great game. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go into previewing the college football championship. Battle of the Tigers, Clemson versus it. LSU. Thank you. Will you call the last step? Yeah, I will. We'll get into that. No, I think we already know what it is. Well, yeah, but... This is uh probably this is I want your brother on. This is definitely the I think the matchup that the network and fans want for the most part. Um Yeah, Oklahoma did exactly what I figured Oklahoma was gonna do. Um pretty much nothing. But uh LSU's defense showed a little bit what I was talking about in that second half with Oklahoma. Um But I'll digress from that. Obviously, um, you could make the case that Clemson, sure, maybe they got lucky, but in actuality, I don't think they did. Uh, I think the more balanced team showed. They got lucky, Paul. Uh, I don't know. So, you know how Ohio State had those three field goals? Those were their only three trips to the red zone all game. And in all three, they only got field goals. If you can only get field goals when you get in the in the red zone, it's going to kill you in the long run. It killed them in the long run. Yeah. So, how about that? Anyway, 
this is definitely two teams that are, I'll say, fairly even to each other offensively. Defensively, I think it's where it's going to make a difference. That Clemson team has about five guys you could make a case for, depending upon the year. This year, it's not going to happen. This the way the draft is this year and what teams need. Clemson's got about five guys you can make the case for to go first round this year. Or, well, if, you know, like I said, if it, if it was the right year, they got five first rounders on that team. Um, LSU, maybe one or two. Um, so defensively, I think it's where it's going to make the big difference in this game. Um, but when we get to outright predictions, I'll allude to that a little bit more. Nick, anything from you in regards to the playoff games and championship game? Uh, always good time. I mean, I'm not a big, you know this, I'm not a big Bull Mania yeah. fan. I don't care about the other Bulls. I don't even really care about Notre Dame that much. <laughs> but I do love the college football playoff. It's always a good time. The semifinals are on a Saturday night. You're feeling good. Got some big-time games. Even though Oklahoma got crushed, it was still good to watch it. And then, of course, the Clemson-Ohio State game, was that was a great game. It was good. Uh I'm I'm happy that we got the two best quarterbacks in college football going at each other in the national championship game. I mean, how dare you disrespect Clayton Walsh like that? Uh, who was that? Cuse's backup. No. Oh. Uh, how's uh? What's his name? Dunphy. What's his name? Dunphy. <laughs> who's, who's the quarterback? For who? Syracuse. Who's their guy? Tommy DeVito. 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 Dunphy. It's the same thing. But uh. I'm excited. It's. I still don't understand, Paul. I've been watching college championships for years. Why are they on Monday nights? I don't know. I don't get it. College basketball is the same way. College football. Maybe it's a college way. thing. Like I don't know though. College baseball, softball is on Monday till Wednesday. It's during the middle of the week. It's not like that's changed. College lacrosse is Monday, Labor Day, well, uh, Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. But that's a little bit different, though. I mean, everybody's yeah. off. <laughs> Why Monday? I just don't understand. I don't get I don't it. Know. I mean, you got me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't get I, it. I, I, I agree with you. I don't get it. But on Saturday, come on. Especially college football, college basketball. You play on Saturdays the whole year. That's the biggest day of the year. Have the regular season. And they don't even the college basketball <laughs> tournament don't even play on Monday. Even the playing games are not on Monday. But the championship is. No, oh, I don't get it. Don't get it. Anyway, about the game. Clemson, LSU, Joel Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. This is this is. You would think you would know these teams by now, but you don't, Paul. You don't know how good the ACC was. You don't know how good the SEC was. We're going to find out on Monday. And we're going to find out who the best team was all year long. All year long. These are the two best teams. Thought maybe Ohio State, but Clemson proved that they were better. They gave them a game. They proved it. LSU, they've seemed to ease their way through every game this season. Clemson had that stumble against North Carolina. They uh, could have lost to Ohio State. That was a close game. They should have lost to Syracuse. 
There you are. You're listening to me. No, I was listening. I was nodding my head. Like, oh, so you agree. You should have lost to Syracuse. Clemson? Yes. Did you see that game? Yeah, I did. You know, I was if, in person if at that, that game. If that guy doesn't nonchalant and get tackled at the one-yard line, they could have got a touchdown there on the on the pick six. That pick six that never happened. You're tripping. Anyway, I think LSU is going to win this football game because they're the best team. They're the best team. They've proven it every single game, every test. That's why I'm taking Joe Burrow. I think Trevor Lawrence is the better quarterback in his NFL career. But I'm taking Joe Burrow on Monday Night Paul, and it's going to be a thriller. Going to be a great game. Hunter Renfro is not there to save Deshaun Watson and Clemson. Hmm. It was Deshaun who threw that to him, right? The ch- uh, Hunter Renfro gave him a touchdown against Alabama. Final seconds. I think it was. It was their first national championship. How many hmm. do they have? Two in this stretch? So that would be Deshaun then. Yeah. Yep. So, final score? Thirty-eight, thirty-four. Okay. We got a thriller. Ball out. Nick, here's the deal. Nah, not blowout. Not in the, not in the way I see Seahawks-Packers being a blowout. What is the Seahawks-Packers? Give the final score right now. 41 nothing? 28 to 10. Okay. This game going to be a little closer than that. Little. Not much, but little. 16 17. LSU, their offense dinged up right now. Now we have to look at regular whatever here, so we'll do that. But even if they're healthy, there is no way that Clyde Edwards Hilaire can keep up with Travis NTN. They can't. When you get Trevor Lawrence running like he was against Ohio State, you can't stop him. When he gets going downfield, you can't stop him. LSU's defense is not as great as people make him out to be. Your final score for Monday, 35, Clemson 35, LSU 21. All right, so is that is that eight touchdowns? That is five. Three, that is eight touchdowns total. No field goals. Uh-uh. Not bad. It's not right. <laughs> no, I know I'm right. I know I'm right with the right team winning. I know that. The most balanced team in the country. Team that won the championship last year and nobody gave respect to. And by the way, people saying about the UNC game. UNC, in their losses this year, did not lose by more than a possession. A.K.A. seven points all year. I just just texted your brother what he thinks the final score is going to be. Because we need to get a Pat Russo input. We shouldn't get his input. He was the one who was supposed to come on and bailed. We shouldn't allow for his voice to be heard. That's his problem, not ours. We'll see if he answers here in the next few minutes. Speaking of answering, Nick, let's transfer. let's, Let's get to our final topic of the day. But before that, 
for a seamless transition. Why don't I tell you what we've ab- been doing about? Well, I was going to do the plugs for where oh. FL One as a whole is going to be do you first. Think? Don't let me buy it. But it's a loaded F1 schedule for high school hoops this week. Coming up on Thursday, Clyde Savannah is heading to Lions in a Finger Lakes West battle. Rivalry game. Uh, I believe it's being played at the Lions. Actually, I'm not too sure which location it's actually getting played at. But either way, it will be live here on FL1 at 7.30. Jim Senecropi and Rhett Taccone have the call for that game. And then on Friday, Finger Lakes 1 will be in Newark. For the East battle, where it's starting to heat up at the top a little bit, Geneva is at Newark. And a couple of guys by the name of Paul Russo and Nick Felice will be on the call for that. For Fairland Lakes 1, you can check out both of those. Both of those games start at 7.30, FL1.com, FairlandLakes1.com, or head over to the YouTube channel as well for that. You will see our faces, not just our... I know. This, this, time, will be, this time we'll have our faces... But... As well, we'll have an awesome crew for that as well. Um, so that will seamlessly transition over to, uh, like I kind of mentioned, local high school basketball heating up here. Um, so we called our first game. And we're uh, going to the same place. December 20th. It was a Friday. Wayne at Newark. It was a really great game. Um, you kind of forget being away for as long as I think we have from seeing high school basketball, how competitive it can actually be around here. Um, both teams are really great. Both teams are really at the top, I feel like, the whole year, kind of battling out. Now you got Geneva in the mix a little bit as well uh, to throw them in there, um, Waterloo as well. So you have a nice blend of teams that are going to be at the top among the other teams in the East, like a Minders or a Penyan, who can really – um, throw their wrench into the mix a little bit uh, because they've been playing competitive ball as well. Uh, Nick, I thought, especially you, I know we, we've complimented each other a lot, but uh, for those of you who didn't hear, Nick aced being the color commentary, knew what was new with the players, had great analysis, really loved it. It was really great working with him uh, in terms of that. Um I know you were very big on Mason Blankenberg. He had a really great game, but that Wayne team has a bunch of young players on that team who are really good. Uh, obviously Blankenberg, but obviously you have Tim Reynolds. Uh, you also have Nathan McKenna. Uh, Eli Schechtel had a tremendous game off the bench for Wayne as well. Um so, I mean, they, they, they lost a really good core of players last year uh, through graduation. And uh, Mason Blankenberg's little brother Logan was part of that. And, um, you know, I, I said on the, on the broadcast, you know, Mason stepped into that role, it seemed like, of being a leader in a way, especially that game. Um, and then Newark has, you know, an equally really great – core of players who have the experience edge on the Wayne team uh, for sure. Guys like Josh Green uh, kind of lead that pack for them. Uh, and freshmen at the time coming off the bench, not sure if they've switched it up at all in Newark, but Rayshon Howard um, who a little bit off with the game that we had him, admittedly a little bit off. Uh, but I'm really excited to go back to Newark 
this Friday night to call that Geneva Newark game. Geneva um, has started off um, probably a little bit stronger than admittedly I thought uh, to give them credit for, and that's on me uh, because I, for me, a lot of my mind preseason wise was you know look at like Marcus Whitman, look at Newark, look at Wayne, look at Waterloo. Kind of forgot about Geneva, which is a really weird thing to say athletically <laughs> in terms of high school around here. Uh, and they got, again, they, they lost uh, some seniors from last year to graduation. Some of these younger guys have stepped up really well so far to start the year for them. So I'm really looking forward to Friday. Well, thanks, Paul. You know, he's being too – he's being uh... – I'm not being too generous. Too generous. I'm uh, not. <laughs> I, I mean, I had this sheet in front of me. I knew the players. But this guy. But you did your studying, though. You did your studying. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I went to school. <laughs> uh, but uh, this guy knew the players. Just like that. I didn't even know what the players really looked like because I had never seen I wouldn't team. say I just knew. I took a couple. But you for sure some looks down off. the sheet. I was like, holy crap, that, that's who Mason Blankenberg is. You know, he deserved that player of the game. No, he did. You and he Tim did. thought he it should have been Nathan no, McKenna no, no, who no. hits a couple big threes. Both of them, des- in my line. blew the game open. It's not like Mason didn't deserve it. He did deserve it. I just, he Nathan McK- it. To me, Nathan McKenna deserved kid. more de- consideration. Nice to meet you. He deserved <laughs> he it. He was. He handled himself. And I'm amazed because around here, you know, I, I think if either one of us or any one of our friends, really, for that matter, got – interviewed like that in high school I think we would have kind of shelled up a little bit but this is not just Mason Blankenberg it's you know the the kids I've seen get interviewed so far this year on Fenrir Lakes one uh, they all handle themselves extremely well Um, it's gotta be cool they know how to it's weird saying this but I, I hearken this a little bit to NASCAR in the 90s a little bit when you saw like the Jeff Gordons come in it, it's it's really cool seeing these kids being able to handle themselves really well, getting interviewed. Uh, they're really well spoken, you know. And you know, you get you get all these kids, and you know, they're all they're all humble. They they they're very respectful. And this is coming off of you know a tough. Sure, they played well, but you don't know the circumstances of the game itself unless you know you may be right on the court next to them. Like, you don't know if back and forth they've been having a game where it's, you know, like heated with the guy they're talking to, and they they may play their ass off, right? And they may be pissed off still because, hey, that guy called me or this guy said that or whatever, right? And they come up every time, and it's they're cordial, they're great, respectful, and it's a really great interview that we're able to get. And it's got to be cool knowing that you got someone – Calling the game, yeah. I mean, that's I, no, definitely. I mean, you, I, I mean, the coverage series of the what Jim has done is great, and uh, we're me and Nick are really great for the opportunity. And first time on the tube, we're looking, yeah, no, we're looking forward to it for Friday. Um, in a way, it's nice getting a team that we've already seen, but uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, this is we're actually getting a lot of the similar teams. You see yeah. the schedule? Well, yeah, I, well, yeah, but schedule. but uh, <laughs> we gotta know. Well, we got Wayne again, twice at a at a date that we won't disclose quite yet. <laughs> I'm just thinking ahead, but but uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking. I know I'm really looking forward. You're looking forward to uh, 
to Friday. Um, and like I said, I the 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 Wayne Finger Lakes is really heating up, uh, both across the East, West, and the Wayne County League. Um, it's going to be really fun here down the final month of yes. the season, regular season wise, and then once again the sectionals. Uh, you know these teams you get. You get teams that you might sleep on a little bit that make these runs. It happens every year. You usually get one of the teams that you sleep on that kind of sneaks up on you a little bit during the run. So, but can we just say this? Yeah. Now that we're calling games, now <laughs> we cannot make projections for this game since we're calling the game. No, uh, we we will be we will we will be Kirk Herbstreak with it. So <laughs> we can't make a pick. I am calling the game. But uh, again, we're looking forward to it, obviously, and uh, it's been been really great so far. Been really fun. Make sure you keep tuning in here to Finger Lakes One, obviously for the games with the Upstate Hoop podcast with uh, Jim Sancropi. He had the Waterloo kids in here with their head coach this past Sunday. Um, it felt like we were just doing the podcast. There. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, it's going to be great. Obviously, tune in down the stretch. Things are. Real, if they aren't already hot right now, I don't know how hot, how much more hot they can get uh, at the top of some of these standings with some of these teams. But you will not see us on Tuesday. You will see us on Friday. Yeah, you'll see us on Friday if you tune into that. If not, we'll catch you here next Tuesday. But <laughs> I recommend for tuning in for Friday. Uh, Nick, who you shouting out? Been a while, but who you shouting out today? Uh, you know, 2020, I'm not going to let down on the shout-outs. But I do have an update. <laughs> oh, we do. Your brother texted me. Oh, boy. He's got a final score for LSU Clemson. Of course he does. What do you think the score is? 42 nothing LSU. It's LSU. 31-21. Yeah, he's wrong. Anyway, my shout-out since we're going back to Newark. Ryan Johnson was there. Oh, that's right, yes. Shout-out Ryan Johnson. Hope to see you there again. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know, it's a Friday night. Same night. Maybe see you there. Shout out Ryan Johnson. See you on Friday. Hopefully uh, this time we might be able to get some Tom Walls, if not Wendy's again, Nick. Tom Walls. Oh. If that's close, then Wendy's. All right. If you guys haven't already. And should... if that's close, well, yeah. then we go to Chick-fil-A in Rochester. I'm not going to Rochester. If that's close, we're going in and out Burger in California. Yeah, have fun with that trip. <laughs> if you haven't already, you should like, share, subscribe. Uh, we'll be back here next Tuesday night, sometimes in place. Catch all the action, though, hoops-wise, coming up this week, Thursday and Friday, 7.30 each night. We'll catch you guys later.